0: Hey everybody, Nick Runowitz here. Uh, Thanks for downloading the Heart and Hustle podcast. A quick note uh, before you get started here on the pod. uh, We ran into a little bit of an audio issue with this podcast uh, that we did not not figure out until after it was recorded. Uh, So it does sound a little bit like Scott and I are inside of a tin can. Uh, The rest of our podcast should all be fine. This recording, of course, is fine because I have fixed it. Uh, But just want to let you know, coming up, uh, a conversation with Jeff Weltman. That should sound fine. And Scott and I discussing the magic over-under win total and the return of Markel Fultz. When that could happen, that's all coming up. Sorry about the technical issues. It'll be fixed on the next pod. Thanks for listening. We're back here on the Heart and Hustle podcast after a lengthy break, a little post-free agency Orlando Magic uh, vacation for myself. And uh, now we are back, ready to go talk a little Orlando Magic offseason as everything kind of seems to settle now into the NBA offseason. If you're listening for the first time, uh, I am Nick Grunowitz. Uh, I'm with Scott Inez. You can catch us weekdays on ESPN 5 at Orlando from 4 to 8 p.m. Of course, follow Scotty on Twitter, at an as in the, at ESPN 580. Nick, if you are listening for the first time, like I just said, you can also go back. You can listen to, what, the other 34, 35 episodes or so uh, that we have talking Orlando Magic round ball, uh, free agency off-season draft, the whole thing, our thoughts on uh, Chemio Kiki, the whole thing. Uh, so... Uh, we got a lot to get into on today's podcast, not a whole lot of time per usual, but I'm sure we will go long. Uh, Jeff Weltman coming up, Scott spoke with Jeff while I was on vacation, uh, that interview coming up in like 10 to 12 minutes from now or so, we are hoping, uh, but at the end of this discussion. Uh, it's been a minute, man. It um, has been a minute, and by the way, Nicky Football left a boy, came back a man.
1: Congratulations to Nick Grenowitz. He got engaged during his vacation.
0: Way to go, big fella. It only took you ten years. It only took me ten years. Well, no, not quite. All right, nine and and three three quarters. quarters. Yeah, uh, would have been ten years in December. Nine and seven-eighths. Yeah, we just got back from the ring shop because I had... Everything went wrong. Everything went wrong with this proposal, uh, including (laughs) the size of the ring. You play that up way too much. Uh, Even the ring was the wrong size, which I I will tell you, after spending uh, money on a ring, after planning on a proposal... After figuring out what to say, after doing the deed, that moment where you slip that ring on her finger yeah. and it is the wrong size. Right. And at least it was too big. Um,. There is nothing more disappointing than that, I have to say. I've been through a lot of disappointment. Ah, uh, that, kind of, that was a bummer. You um, did fine. As long as it was a little too big well, and not too small. Right. right? She said, well, I'd, I'd rather you were too big than too small. And I said, I've lived my life by that <laughs> motto. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> Jeez, that. Let's get to the magic well, um, right. because uh, many people are setting the over-under on how long my engagement will be. Right. Uh, the popular over-under is 17 and a half months right now, by the way. I'm going to go uh, under. I'm going to go a, a, a shade under that. Okay. Um... The Vegas, uh, the wise guys in the desert, and uh, some of our other friends have set the over-under for the Orlando Magic win total in 2019-2020. This was a team that went 42-40 and last season, improved 17 wins over the previous year, made the playoffs with the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference, uh, and that over-under win total, Scotty, 41 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go over, Nick. I'm going to go over, and
1: I know you're going to go a shade over as well. I think the Orlando Magic, you look up and down this roster, I think they're going to be a better basketball team than they were last year. And, I, and I'll I'll tell you why. I, I've got a number of reasons. Number one, you look at the Eastern Conference, man. I mean, it's it's wide open. Yes, Milwaukee is projected to be the fave in the East coming out of what was a tremendous season. Yes, Giannis is going to get better. But that, look, that, that Buck team lost some key players from last season. Malcolm Brogdon is gone. Nikola Miritich is gone. So uh, is Milwaukee going to be better organically because Giannis is going to up his game from being at 60%, as he says, to maybe 70, 75%? Yeah, probably. Probably. But you look at, at the Nets, you know, and Kevin Durant, he's the one mega star who heads from the West to the East. He's not going to play all year. Uh, you look at the Sixers, to me, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about the Philadelphia 76ers and how great they're going to be this year. You still lose Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick. That's about 40 points per game. You lose Butler, a, a guy who was your go-to guy, won an awful lot of games for the Sixers this past season. J.J. J. Redick has been a constant for the last two years for Philadelphia yes. from three-point range. He's the one guy who spreads the floor. I mean, I, I don't know who's going to score for Philadelphia. Who's going to be their go-to guy? So I, I'm looking at, at – the Eastern Conference, even Boston, there are some question marks there with Kemba coming in, Kyrie being gone, Al Horford going to uh, Indiana, I think is going to be good, especially defensively. But how does Victor Oladipo come back from a very serious injury? So, to me, I think the Magic get better just because the East, I think, is going to be an open book all year. That's number one. And, and number two, you, you have another year under Steve Clifford's belt here. You have one year. Like, no, none of these players knew what belt. to expect. It, it's a big belt. But,
0: it's a sturdy but, belt. But,
1: but, but nobody knew what to expect going into last year. And you take a look at guys like Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier, all guys who had been here a long, long time to a certain extent. DJ Augustine, guys who had played for a, a number of head coaches going into last year's training camp. And now you go into this training camp knowing exactly what to expect from not only the head coach and the coaching staff, but from a front office that has been totally revamped and re-energized and recultured, if you will. So I, I think you combine those two factors, and we'll talk about some other factors later. But I, I look, I'm going to go over, and I'm going to say 46 wins for the Orlando Magic this year, and I know you're a shade under that Nick.
0: Well, I, I think that the way that Vegas is looking at this is, of course, um, I think they expect one more trade in the NBA, and that is somebody going to get Chris Paul and... I just believe that, I think a lot of people believe that the most obvious candidates for that are in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So one team is going to get uh, a top 15 point card in the league somewhere around there, and it's most likely a team like Miami, which will make the East a little bit tougher. But uh, I think this number is more about Orlando than it is about the Eastern Conference, and that is, of course, everything that you mentioned, the development of Jonathan Isaac, Mobamba for more than, what, 30, 40-some games right. this year. Hopefully, The continuity, and, and this is really the first time throughout this Orlando Magic rebuild, and they are still rebuilding, that they will bring the same starting five back. Yeah. Uh, you will bring back DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, uh, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and, and Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. That, that was your starting five last year, and it's the starting five that you will have this season. And all that you have really done as well, and I know people are focusing on bringing the guys back, that bench is better. Mm-hmm. That Last year, it was really your starting five, Terrence Ross. And listen, like Wes Wandu is a quality player, but... Wandu was hit and miss throughout the season in terms of what he gave you. Finished the year really strong. Jarrell Martin was a complete disaster last year. Jaron Grant was a disaster. Isaiah Briscoe got injured. I mean, what is that? Nine guys? Who am I missing from the bench? It doesn't really matter. But you, uh, you know, you you had Kem Birch who, who ended up being a very good backup, and and Mobamba was injured. So, uh, what you've done now is you have turned Jarrell Martin into Alvaru Camilo, who you spoke with last week. Yeah. Uh, you turned Jarrell Martin into a guy who started 81 games for a Western Conference Finals team last yeah, year. Exactly. Uh, you have Michael Carter-Williams coming back, who you hope to get the same effort, intensity, uh, and bloody nose out of this season. Uh, and you hope that the incremental developments of Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon again, and Mobamba uh, getting his, his feet wet this season uh, get you to this point of 415 half. I'm going over, but it, it's not 46. It's 42-43 because this is a team that I think showed still they're missing some shooting. And they can get very streaky when they don't have that shooting. And offensively is where they're going to either survive or, or not. Yeah, the big if, obviously, is Markel Fultz. If, if you can get a healthy
1: and whole Markel Fultz for a full season, I think that changes my win total. I'm going upward, and it probably changes your win total as well, Nick. So we're operating on the assumption right now that we're not, at the very at the very least, at the beginning of the season, we're not going to have a healthy and whole Markel Fultz. And I know we're going to talk about that coming up. Yeah, I just... But I, even El Farouk Amino, I mean, look, I, I, would I rather have a shooter? Would I rather have, I don't Seth know, Curry. a J.J. J. Redick right? yeah. or a Seth Curry? Yes, but i got to tell you, man, I think that's one of the most overlooked free agent signings out there. And Al Farouk Amino, a guy who, again, is not going to give you a whole lot of offense. He's not a great three-point shooter. But what he is is a Swiss Army knife defensively. He can guard three or four positions out there. And And what is the name of the game today in the NBA? It's about versatility and guarding that pick and roll. Yes. And Al Farouk Amino is a guy who's going to come in, and he, you're not going to hear a, a, a anything from him. He's going to come in, he's going to put his, his hard hat on, he's going to take his lunch pail to work, and he's going to come in and teach the young guys how to work in this league. So as much as you and I would like to see a shooter, okay, I think Al Farouk Amino is going to be a huge asset for the Orlando Magic, and that's another reason why I think you go from 42 to 46 wins this year. A guy in Al Farouk who is going to definitely
0: add depth to that bench this year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You look at these over-under win totals coming uh, from the guys in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 41.5 wins, the the Magic have uh, the 8th highest. They would be the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. Here's how they see the East working out. Milwaukee, 54.5. Philly, 53.5. Boston and Indy, both with 48.5. Uh, th- those are the consensus, kind of top four there for the guys in the desert. Then they think there's kind of a second tier, which is Brooklyn and Toronto mm-hmm. at 45 wins, and then a step behind them, Miami and Orlando. What shocked me about this is Miami a game in front of the Magic at 42.5. I think Miami is one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. I, I like Jimmy right. Butler a lot. Yeah. He's played a lot of minutes in his career. I don't think he's a guy that elevates his teammates. You know, I don't know if you saw that story today that came out about an unnamed NBA GM that said that Kawhi Leonard doesn't make his teammates better. You didn't see this? No, I did not see Oh, that. yeah, hold on. I Are have you the, kidding me? Yeah, I have the quote in front of me on the old Twitter machine here.
1: That is an absurd quote. Oh, where's the
0: Kawhi Leonard? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I,
1: I want them to name this NBA GM. Yeah, I mean, um, all he did all year long through his 60 games and through the
0: playoffs and the championship series was make guys according better. According to Rick Buecher, uh, an unnamed NBA GM told him Kawhi is great at getting his. But he doesn't elevate anyone. He doesn't rally his oh, team. I that totally a, disagree that with that. That is a sour NBA general manager. Know. Is that NBA GM? Uh, Bob Myers in <laughs> Golden State. Oh, no. I was thinking uh, Rob polinka the Rob Lakers, Palenka, who, maybe, who, got, who got absolutely shafted yeah. there, or Sam Presti of the yeah. uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, that being said, I, I do believe that Jimmy Butler, though, is in that category. Uh, I think that they traded Hassan Whiteside, a Moody player, and signed another Moody player in Jimmy Butler. And they now kind of they get a chance to play guys where they want, but they lost a lot, including Dwayne Wade. Yeah, th- there's a difference between those two Moody players, though. I, are, I, I understand yes, what you're saying. Yes, Hassan is.
1: Whiteside is Moody just to be Moody. Well, Jimmy Butler, the, the only reason why he gets Moody is because he's not winning basketball games. That, that dude burns to win. So I do believe, and look, I, I think a lot of this could be made on the assumption by the wise guys gonna get Chris that Paul. they're going to get Chris Paul in the future, whenever mm-hmm. that is. And I do believe that the Heat
0: will get Chris Paul as well. How much will they have to give up to get a Chris Paul? I have
1: absolutely that's the other no question.
0: idea. I'm right? still taking the under regardless, even if they go get Chris Paul. Are you really? Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't like that team. I just don't. I I, mean, I I have soured on Chris Paul in the last
1: few years because of what he has done and what he has not done in the playoffs. I think there are a lot
0: of NBA players who do not like Chris Paul for whatever reason. A lot of players. Well, I had that story that came out that the the players don't like him because he negotiated the CBA just for superstars because he's a superstar. Right. And the, the middle and lower class in the league really didn't well, get to reap any benefit. That could be it. That could be it, but I I think Miami. I I, w- I would go
1: if they get Chris Paul. I would take the over, and I I would think that the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat will be battling all season long uh, here in the Sunshine State. But um, that you know. Look, I that remains to be seen. I think Miami's going to be better than they were last year because you get rid of a Hassan Whiteside, who quite frankly was was a, a big attitude problem on that team and as as you well know, Pat Riley doesn't do well
0: with attitude problems. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on here because we're going long again. Uh let's get to Markel Fultz. Uh since the last time we spoke about 2 weeks ago, uh the Markel Fultz volume has been turned to 15. Yeah. And uh Magic fans are I don't want to say they're panicking, but there is a lot of, hey, what's going on with Markel Fultz? So mm-hmm. You had Karan Butler on ESPN uh, talking about Markel Fultz, saying the starting job is his to lose, saying that he's looked great in workouts and he's he's ready to go uh, and expects him to be a big contributor for the Magic and that the Magic are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Uh, and then you have uh, Steve Clifford on NBA radio uh, on XM saying that if... Markel Fultz had been ready for Summer League. They would have played him, sure. but he hadn't, hasn't developed uh, or has not progressed where they wanted to be, therefore he didn't play, and they were kind of bummed about it. Yeah. I was surprised Steve Clifford was that honest. Mm-hmm. I, I really was. But uh, those two reports in the same week tells me nobody really knows anything. Um, we do know this. There was a video released by
1: Markel Fultz last week, a boomerang video with him in a gym somewhere shooting the basketball,
0: and we have no idea where the ball went. Can I ask you a question? Because I wasn't here. Did you know what a boomerang was? No. Okay. I had no, I had no clue. No, I, just, I had no clue what to call it until you call it a boomerang yesterday. Oh, okay. Okay. I just I didn't know whether or not you knew what a boomerang was because I... I, you've been using the term, and I was like, wow, Scott knew what a boomerang was. No, no, was. It's,
1: it's only because you used it. I have no, the, the ball goes up in the air, and, it comes and then it comes back down. Yeah, it's a boomerang. Like, you have no idea it's where the ball
0: went. It's the name of the app that people use to make oh, them. Oh, the okay, gotcha. All yes. right, thank you, Millennial. I no appreciate problem. that. I, no problem at all.
1: Uh, look, um, I, I think this whole L. Fultz thing belies what the Philadelphia 76ers went through for two years. We've We've only been going through it, like, for a few months now. Sixers went through this... For the last two years. Um, and, and it is frustrating. Now, do I have my finger on the panic button just yet? It's July. No, I do not. Now, you get into late August, early September, and we're still seeing boomerang videos, and the Magic are still playing coy in terms of how Markel Fultz is doing. Then I, my, my finger is poised over the panic button. But, um, I, I look, the gamble that the Magic took... To get Mark L. Fultz was well worth it to me. It was well worth it still. We don't know what's going on with Mark L. Fultz. There are a lot of people out there talking about Mark L. Fultz, including Karan Butler, saying he's having great workouts. Well, then if he's having great workouts, why do you have to send a boomerang video out? We don't even know where the ball went. And it's just one shot, too. Mm -hmm. It's like. No, no, no. That thing was a brick. I know physics.
0: Yeah, I know that thing. That thing was a brick because you know what? If the ball went in. It ain't going to be a boomerang. Now, yeah. if it went in, that thing was going to go through the rim and then back out through the rim if again. Here's
1: here's the thing. If the kid was right, and, and I'm look, I'm willing to give him all the time he needs to get right physically and mentally. But if the kid was right right now, as Karan Butler is telling us, and by the way, Karan Butler said that DJ Augustine is going to be on the bench next year and L. Fultz will be the magic starter. Uh, I, I will go the exact opposite.
0: I do believe that D.J. Augustine will be your starter at the point guard spot. I think whether he's healthy or not, he's the starter. I the totally agree playoff with A team that has aspirations for home court advantage in the Eastern Conference, you are not going to hand the starting job to Markel Fultz, who has played, what, 31 33 games, 33 yeah. games in his career. I don't care if he was the first overall pick this past summer. Yeah. Uh, I think that I, I, I think if Zion Williamson got drafted to... Uh, Uh, Let's pick it at San Antonio. Mm. I don't know if Zion is necessarily starting right away, if they have their starting lineup set. It's just not the way that it works with the NBA draft. No, I agree. But think about
1: this, okay? If this kid was right, right now, physically and mentally, we would be seeing videos. We wouldn't be seeing boomerang videos. We'd be seeing videos of this kid hitting jump shots in the gym. So, look, I I don't know... I don't know what's going on with a kid. Obviously, he's had some mental issues, some physical issues. Uh, but right now, with all the nebulous comments that we're getting, forget about the the, the Karan Butler saying that he's going to start and this. And, and I think I think Karan Butler don't they share the same agent, Nick Raymond Brothers? Raymond, yes. They okay. Are. So so there there is an agenda. A lot They're of this is all led back
0: to Raymond Brothers, yeah. who now has three guys on the roster that. Uh, he represents D. J. Augustine, Markel Fultz, and Al Farouq Yeah,
1: yeah, but 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 it, it, this, this kind of characterizes the Magic's problem with this whole thing because the Orlando Magic. I mean, take it from me; they want to be as open and as honest and as transparent as they can be with everybody and everything going on with their organization and their roster. You can't exactly be transparent, like you you've got to provide cover for this, yes. knowing what his past is, and it's not good in the NBA. It's not good at all. So here's the problem for the Orlando Magic. What do you do? Do you just tell the media, sorry, we're not talking about Markel Fultz anymore, which in turn tells us all we need to know about Markel Fultz, right? That tells us everything we need to know. So it's, it's really a catch-22 for the Orlando Magic. Jeff Weltman and, and John Hammond, when, we're asked, when, when they're asked about Markel Fultz, it's like, well, how the heck do you respond if the kid is not doing well right now? How the heck do you respond to that? And that was the Philadelphia 76ers' problem for the last two years, and it was a cloud hanging over their head, and we're just getting started with this. Yeah,
0: and if I were Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and Steve Clifford, uh, I would put out a press release saying, hey, we're no longer commenting about this. The kid will be back when he's back. Uh, Right now he's progressing very well, but we don't want to put a timeline on it. By the way, uh, Jeff Weltman, this this is par for the course for Jeff Weltman. He has never put a timeline on any of his injured no, young stars, any of them. No. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, yeah. uh, Aaron Gordon when he's gone out, um, Markel Fultz now. None of those guys had projected times back. Jeff Weltman doesn't do it this way. He's going to be he, very patient. He is patient. He is cautious. Jeff Weltman takes his time with this. And uh, my expectation is that um, you know they're, they're going to give him as much time as possible. But I would put out a press release and I would say, hey, Ah, uh, you can ask about it. We will have the same answer. The answer is Markel Fultz will be back when he is back, mm-hmm. um, or something to that degree. I think that they. Sh- this feels like it could turn into a real distraction if you let it leak into the season. Yeah, I, I, you know, and especially if the team struggles early. It's not.
1: It's not a bad idea, but right now I think there's so much curiosity out there about Markel Fultz and how he's doing that I think it's inescapable for the Orlando Magic. I mean, you're going to have all parts of the media, radio, print, television, Mm -hmm. bloggers, the whole thing, all asking about Markel Fultz. but, But come the start of the season, that wouldn't be a bad strategy to use. It's like, okay, Markel's working on his thing, and we're supporting him full tilt, but... We're going to talk about the guys who are in this gym today. You might be right, but I, I don't think it happens right now, Nick.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's all we have on Markel yeah. Fultz, right? All right. We have the interview that you did with Jeff Weltman last week, coming up next here on the pod right after this. And, of course, we'll be back a little later this week uh, with some more back-and-forth, more conversation uh, with Al Farouk Aminu and uh, Kola Vucevic and Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, those guys. Okay, but coming up next, Scott's interview with Jeff Weltman.
1: He is the president of basketball operations for the Orlando Magic, Jeff Weltman is here. Welcome, boss. How are you?
2: Thank you, Scott. I'm um, great. It's great to be you here. You got to be great. I mean, Vooch
1: is coming back. T-Ross is coming back. MCW is coming back. You go mm-hmm. out and sign Ruka Mino. You you have to be pleased with not only what you did in the draft, okay, but also in free agency as well.
2: Yeah. We're 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 extremely excited that we were able to bring uh, our guys back um, build on what we started last season and, um, you know, start to establish some continuity in a through line. That's really, um, you know, kind of one of the, uh, uh, lesser talked about elements of winning teams in the nba Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you talk about continuity and that's something that's really not talked about in the nba a whole lot with all these free agents going everywhere jeff but for this particular franchise it is very important isn't it
2: yeah i think it's important for everyone um obviously you know this is a star-driven league and and you know uh everyone does backflips to try to if you can add a top five player but um The actual meat and potatoes of winning in the NBA is uh, establishing a way to play, a way to win, and building on that. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Let's take them individually. Let's start with Nikola Vucevic. Um,
1: Last year, there were some fans saying, well, you know what? I mean, Nick is here, but he's going to impede the progress of Mo Bamba. And and Nick comes out and, and gives you a great year. It just so happens that Mo had a, had a tough break, you know, literally, I guess, late in the season. But talk to me about Nick Vucevic and how important it was to have Vuce back in the fold here, Jeff.
2: Well, you know, I can't overstate, you know, uh, Vuce's importance to, uh, you know, our team um, as we try to uh, build on on what we established and going forward and try to win. And um, you know, all I need to say is he was an All Star last season, right? You know. So um, he set the bar high for himself, and I know that he um, will hold himself to the highest possible standard as he looks to improve. Um, But, you know, how can we talk about what we did last year without saying that we need to bring Vooch back? Right. Right, no doubt about it. Jeff Weltman,
1: President of Basketball Operations for the Orlando Magic, is here. Let's talk about Terrence Ross now. I'm sure there was some interest in Terrence Ross out there on the market, but how
2: important, Jeff, was it to get
1: T. Ross back here in Orlando? Uh,
2: again, you know, um, you can – you can. Uh put names in a bag and shake it up and spill the dice out on the table and see kind of, you know, how you're going to piece together a team. But once you establish a way to play that you believe that you can win with, then it's important to try to build on that. And so, you know, T was obviously integral in what we did last year. Um, I still don't really understand, you know, uh, he was, I think, third or fourth in in six-man voting, but he had to be very strongly in that conversation. And, you know, uh, uh, clearly a a very critical player for our team. And, um, you know, I always say this, Scott, you know, free agency isn't about who are we going to sign, it's who's going to choose to sign with us. Mm. And so I think those two guys had great seasons, and they they talked about how much they loved Orlando and the fans and, you know, our coach and everything that we have going on. And then they put their money where their mouth Mm -hmm. is and they signed up. Yeah. so so really happy to have them both back Jeff Weltman president of
1: Basketball operations Orlando Magic here you've heard some of the criticism I take a lot of phone calls Lord knows I take a lot of phone calls Jeff on uh, from magic fans and some of them say well you know it's contract bump year for for Vooch and for Ross and then they get back next year and they'll come back down to earth well how do you respond to? to those criticisms well you know listen
2: (laughs) it's the nba and 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 uh, what would it be without criticism (laughs) so you know look it's our job to to know our players know their personalities you know what makes them tick um not just on the court but off the court and um clearly um you know we have invested a lot of 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 money um into these two guys to sign them this season because we believe in them that's that's what it comes down to. I always talk about, you know, you're not just you're not just uh signing a, a player, you're signing a person. And, you know, I've known Terrence, you know, for years before Orlando acquired him. And, you know, Terrence has turned a corner in his life, you know. He's he's matured a lot off the court and, and um I think he's really like uh just hitting the sweet spot of his career. You know, Vooch, if you know him at all, um, is the most conscientious Um, self-critical guy that you can ever you know encounter in this league and and you know that's one of the reasons that he was able to make this leap at this point in his career and um, you know those guys care greatly about about their own legacy and about their teammates and and um, you know we believe that and that's why we we were able to you know pursue them like we did tell me about Michael Carter Williams now he's also
1: coming back he comes in and then what the final quarter of the season last year, and he's diving all over the place, and it gives you energy and effort. uh What was the thought process going into having Michael Carter Williams come back for next year,
2: Jeff well. The thought process was simple. He just had a tremendous impact on our team in a very short time, so let's have him back. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't rocket science. Right. <laughs> um, you know, that being said, I think that, uh, you know, you, you kind of have ideas on paper for how a team can fit, you know, and then you see it on the floor, how it works. And, you know, sometimes you need to hit the reset button and say, well, we got that wrong or that we need to tweak this. But that, that clearly fit. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, he, he also enjoyed his time here. He enjoyed the city. He enjoyed the fans. Um, obviously, he had played for Coach Cliff in Charlotte, so they already have an understanding of, of how they both see it uh, working. And, um, you know, again, man, just, just thrilled to have MCW back. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, again, building on the continuity that, we, that we're trying to establish. He is the
1: president of basketball operations for the Orlando Magic. Jeff Weltman, kind enough to join us. What about Al Farouk Aminu? Um he signs a three year deal here in Orlando. Why go out and get a veteran guy like an Alfa Rucomino, knowing that you 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 know, you got Aaron Gordon and you got Jonathan Isaac here and, and that
2: forward spot seems to be full, but why bring in the veteran here, Jeff? Because he's a winning player and we're just trying to add winning players and winning people. That's that's it's 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 actually pretty simple, you know. That guy impacts winning, man. He defends. He, he, he he's so versatile. He'll he'll guard anyone on the floor. He has an IQ. Um, you know, he rebounds. He, he he does so many things to put people in positions to win that he he he's one of these kind of unheralded guys i think because he's not sexy he's not this high flying athlete he's not a 50 percent three-pointer he's just a winner mm-hmm. and 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 i can tell you this that i got many many calls when that was broke um um throughout the league from guys like saying hey man what a great pickup for you guys mm. and uh i can tell you that in, in the nba circles he is not underrated and and he's He's exactly the kind of player and the kind of person that we're looking to add. Yeah, uh, he described himself as a Swiss Army knife, if you mm-hmm. will. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he is. We are speaking with
1: Jeff Weltman here on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. So is Jeff Weltman done? I mean, do you, do you kick back, put your feet up on, on the chair, and just to, to kind of take a slumber here for
2: the next couple of months? I mean, are you done <laughs> with this roster or what? <laughs> <laughs> do I have your permission to do that? Sure, go right ahead. <laughs> <in. laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> um actually, you know, uh you know, we still got um a little work to be done that we're trying to, you know, shore up the roster. And um, you know, once we do that, I think it's important that everybody gets to uh exhale a little bit. You know, the NBA season is such a an intense time, and it starts way before the actual season starts. Um, but that being said we've we've still got a little work to to do um and uh you know we'll try to shore things up soon cam birch is it a possibility that that he comes back to orlando jeff yep we're in discussions with his um representatives now and um and i don't know where that will go but um obviously you know cam another another you know player in person that that you know i feel um you know suited our team well and um uh, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes with him, but you know, we, we're trying. We'll see we'll see how it lands. Final question. We'll let you go. It's
1: been crazy with with uh, NBA free agency and Durant and Kawhi and this and that. Um, I'm looking at some of these star players going to the quote. I won't call them larger markets. I'll call them glamour markets, if you will, namely New York and Los Angeles. Does that speak to the nature of how difficult your job is in a quote-unquote, smaller market, less glamorous market? Because we, we addressed this a few years ago. We were all concerned that everybody would be playing in L.A. and New York, and now everybody, well, not everybody, but most of these star players are going to these glamour markets. Does it make it more difficult on the smaller markets, a Jeff Weltman in Orlando, to go out and attract star players in the future?
2: Well, you know, here's what I think, Scott, because I know that's a <laughs> that's a hot topic right now. You know here's what i think i think that uh I, I i often get asked from fans or whomever um why don't you do this why don't you blow it up why don't you tank why don't you and and i think the answer is this like you have to know what the pathway to success can be in your market you know you have to identify what that is and then you have to execute it now is there a thinner margin in some markets than others absolutely But having said that, it's our job to identify what our path to success will be and then pulling it off. And I do think that, you know, the first path, the the first part of the pathway, the first stepping stone, I guess you can say, is showing people that we can win here. And I think that, you know, we're known as a good organization. We're, we're, we're known as having a good coach. Obviously, the city and the weather and, and the, 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 the central Florida lifestyle speaks for itself. Um, what we need to do is show people, again, that you can win here and establish who we are organizationally. And while we're doing that, like, you know, look, we're getting greedy, man. We're, we're trying to win, and we're also, you know, trying to populate our roster with a lot of Exciting young players. Um, So, you know, while we're talking about today's the day of, of, of our free agents, as it should be, but you know our fans know they they know what Jonathan Isaac is going to be and they you know they they see they see you know Mo and Markel and AG and and you know they'll they'll get a look at Chuma um you know Wes has made strides you know Melvin has had a good summer obviously he was he's been injured but he's kind of maxed as Mo did like his off time um so you know uh it's about building it and and making it a place where people want to come i i will say this this has been a crazy free agent summer. I mean, you've had more money and more top ten players on the market than the last time anyone can remember. But a lot of the ways that 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 stars are changing teams now, um, it's not all free agency, and you need to set yourself up one way or another. You know, to put yourself in a position to win and look, I'm hopeful that our young guys are going to grow up on this team and, and we, we don't need to do anything. But we're, we're, we're in the NBA, and obviously it's our job to get better by any means necessary, and we'll, we'll always explore every option we have. But right now, where we are organizationally, the most important things that we can do are build a roster with talented players who fit together and develop our young guys. That, that's, that's our present-day goal. So Russell Westbrook is off the board then. I mean that's that's not even going to be done then. Uh, you know, social media, I'm it's not going com- d- to comment. It's on It's so of our com- dangerous. I-, I will never comment on what discussions <laughs> we're having with teams or not right, having with right. teams, but but social but media, h- social media general. has a way of turning fiction into fact very quickly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know? so, but I, I, will, I will, I'm like, not going to comment on, on any specific I know conversations that I know we are you're not. or not having. With I know teams. you're
1: not. I know you're not boss. Great job. Listen, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure you're not done. You're not going to put your feet up on the desk for at least a, a another month or so. You're not allowed to, but thank you, boss. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it, man.